I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hey, what's up, Pelicans fans? Welcome to The Bird Rights. My name is Preston Ellis, and I am the host for the new home to all things Pelicans on Nothing But Net Network here on Dash Radio. Welcome to the new one-stop shop for everything you boogie and brow fanatics need. Now, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter at The Bird Rights. Read our source material at TheBirdRights.com. And most importantly, throw yourself over to iTunes and download every available podcast by searching The Bird Rights colon NBA Podcast. Again, basketball fans and Pelicans fans and fans of maybe the big picture boys. Uh, that is who we are. I'm Travis. My Twitter handle is because I forgot to do this the last couple. Of times. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell and Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Times, Trevor. You have uh, my Twitter handle is Trabeta, that's T-R-A-B-E-T-A. Trevor Ritchie, what is yours? Mine is Ritchie, R-I-T-C-H-I-E. T-M-R. You know, I got to start tweeting more. Um, basketball season is just, basketball Twitter is very special. Uh, it's, you know, there's so many games. You can see so many different little gifs and vines and pictures and takes on every game going on. What's your, what's your viewing experience like? Do you hang out on Twitter when you're watching games? I'm typically, uh, I mean, so far through the two games this season, I'm trying to uh, live tweet some coverage and some color analysis. But yeah, I, I look at what people say and try to try to get some different opinions from different places. So yeah, yeah. you do need to get on Twitter a little bit more, Travis. A lot. Of, well, I do a lot of reading. I don't do much tweeting, and I do some like random retweets. But um, I typically do do pay attention. I just don't tweet a whole lot. Got to change that. All right. Anyway. Enough about our Twitter game. Um, today is Sunday, and we got word yesterday that the Pelicans have signed. Did they sign him yet? Jameer Nelson? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. So we've got Jameer Nelson on the squad now, and with that came another move. And Trevor, I'm going to hand it off to you. So we, instead of waiting until what we could have, um, the October 24th, when the hardship, uh, the hardship ex exception would be available to uh, be able to add a 16th player to the roster without ha having to make a roster move, instead of waiting until then, we waived guard Jordan Crawford, aka Instant Grits. Um, 
so we could go ahead and put Nelson on the roster. I'm sure with that move that he'll play tonight, it wouldn't make sense. If he didn't play tonight, there would have been no reason to go ahead and cut Crawford to put Nelson on the roster if he wasn't going to play against the Lakers. Um, from there, we could add Crawford back under the exception. It wouldn't make a lot of sense on Monday. So my thought process here, Travis, is that the New Orleans Pelicans have to be looking somewhere else to someone else to add under that hard, hardship exception to uh, bring us some help in, or else this really doesn't make much sense. And so who are you talking about when you bring in somebody else? So we talked about this before we started recording, but these are, we're looking at guys who are literally just sitting on their couch right now. They're not currently on, on an NBA roster. So we don't, you know, those are, those guys tend to be a little more shaky. You got some names in mind? Um, I think that, you know, this might be completely inaccurate. The only name that I've heard of is uh, Gerald Green. I'm actually going to look up uh, some available players. I'm sure that's been written somewhere. Um, but, Isn't, I mean, uh, is Perry, Perry Jones the third available? Or is he currently on our roster? I have no idea. I'm looking up. I'm looking at a free agent tracker right now. I, I honestly don't know. I thought the move, in my opinion, should have been to wait until Monday and just get Nelson under the exception and and keep Jordan Crawford. I think he's played lights out since he's been with the Pelicans. Regardless, I mean, respect to the kid, uh, love to the Pelicans. Uh, he We gave him a chance to revive his career, and I think he did so. So, I mean, credit credit there. Yeah, he's uh he's been really good for the Pelicans so far this year. Um he come in he comes in and he's got the, you know, appropriate nickname Instant Grits. He is uh going to shoot it anytime he catches it from 3. He might create his own shot sometimes. Um he's a pro. He kind of knows where to go. I wouldn't be shocked if he signs with somebody else, right? I mean, where is he oh, going to no. end up, you think? If if the um if the Pelicans don't plan to get him back, which, like I'll probably say, 20,000 more times, if they do plan to get him back under the exception, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I think some of those same places that are just desperate that were in the hunt for Nelson, like um, the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul out, maybe. I don't know how well of a fit that is, but, I mean, you you got to do what you got to do. Um, I think it was the OKC Thunder and then maybe the Brooklyn Nets looking for some help. Um with the Cavaliers always looking for help. Yeah, that's true. So we'll just let that go. Um, the Cavaliers with Derrick Rose down, I think he tweaked his ankle. Um, I want to say the Wizards were, were in need. Um, but I mean, there's a ton of places he could go. He's electric. Uh, I think the numbers since he signed with the Pelicans speak enough to him deserving a spot on an NBA NBA roster. And I think most of his options should be contenders. So, I mean, it, it might be for the better for him and his career. Things happen for a reason. How about Boston? Didn't he play there recently? I'm not sure. I am not sure. I can look that up. Real quick. I swear he's he one of his many with, stops was in Boston. I know he was with the Wizards for a while, I want to say, and that, that could be a reunion. That yeah. way look at it. Okay. Uh, so, tell me about Jameer Nelson. He is the, new, the newest uh, Pelican. Um, what do you think? What is, what is his role? Is he gonna play? Is he gonna come off the bench? What's going on? Uh, first of all, just to uh, check what we just discussed, he did play for uh, Jordan Crawford. That is, did play for Boston. 
the 2013-2014 season. He also played for the Warriors, and then that was just before he went those um, two seasons without playing in the league before the New Orleans Pelicans signed him to that 10-day contract. So you were right. He played for um, Boston for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, He also played in 2012-2013. So, yeah. Um, As far as Nelson, I think uh, undoubtedly not. it's not arguable. He's going to get some solid minutes with Rondo out. Um, the idea has to be, I, I mean, I would assume to start Nelson while Rondo is out, put Drew back off ball and bring Etwan Moore off the bench. I mean, Nelson, uh, if you look at his career stats, he's around 12 points, five assists, three rebounds per game. He shoots around 44% from the field, around 37% from the three, which is if you, if you make an argument for, okay, we're, we're without Rondo, he does give you a better three-point percentage. Um, if you just look at last year's numbers, just to be a little more accurate, he's more around about nine points, still five assists, still two rebounds. Uh, he actually last year had a better three-point percentage than his career, closer to around 40%. Like I said, it, it, it's not arguable that he deserves solid rotation minutes and he probably should start um, while Rondo's out. Should he start tonight if he's playing? I don't know. He you know, may have had one shoot around. I don't know how comfortable Finch will be that also we didn't touch on that that had to play a big role in his decision like I said he had the Rockets he had the Thunder on the table he had contenders and I want to say that probably the opportunity to play a lot of minutes and be a vital and critical uh, player for a team played a role in this and also having a coach that he has uh, produced well under those numbers from uh, last season that I was naming off or were under assistant coach uh, Chris Finch. So I don't know if you compare the numbers because the narrative came up between our colleagues that uh, there's an argument that Nelson should possibly start the rest of the season, which we haven't even seen him play yet, but start the rest of the season over Rondo. If you look at career stats, it's around the same points per game. Rondo has almost four more assists per game. He has two more rebounds per game. He shoots better from the field, obviously, on less attempts, and he shoots worse from the three. If you look at last season's stats, um, Rondo didn't really get a fair a fair luck of the draw with uh, Chicago. But if you look back in the numbers that, to me, kind of count, and you can say that Rondo assist-chased and all of that, he averaged t- almost 12 points, almost 12 assists, six rebounds, 45% from the field, and 37% from three, which matches Nelson's career three-point percentage, like I said, on less attempts. So uh, I'm not a fan of the the Nelson over Rondo. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, I think he could make a a case for that. But regardless, we'll look for him to start. In the meantime, we'll look for Nelson to produce, and then we'll have that discussion once Rondo's a little bit more healthy. Yeah, I consider these guys to kind of be two flavors of the same thing. Like, you're just getting a different style with Nelson as you are with Drew. Um, You know, Jameer is in now his, I think, his 13th year or 14th year. 13th, yeah. Yeah, he was in the 04 draft. Um, Yeah, I mean, he, but, you know, so I was looking at some of his numbers on basketball reference and, he played a lot of minutes last year for Denver. It was like the third most minutes he's played in his career um, because that that situation last year was very strange with uh, Jamal Murray 
who they, I guess, want to make into a point guard, and this year is playing point guard. And then they also had Moutier, of course, who's been a work in progress for all of his career. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's expecting to play a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he starts the rest of the year. But as of right now, we have, as you mentioned, you know, quickly mentioned, we haven't even seen him play yet. Um, he is, you know, a little uh, older than probably the the guy you'd want to lead the show, but that's that's the hand we've been dealt. So um, I just I, I just I don't, don't know what, if you're gonna get anything great out of him, or you know, he'll probably be fine. But we're looking, you know, either him or Rondo isn't gonna go out there and average twenty a game. I think he'll be fine. Um, I definitely don't think he's a better true floor general compared to Rondo. I don't think after seeing at media day how much this team trusted in Rondo and how much they uh, look to him as a leader that I'm ready just because of a four to six week sports hernia injury, ready to jump that ship. I think some people also forget, and you can say he's stat chased. I I don't, I don't always buy it, but um, over the last, I want to say nine, maybe seasons, he is the only player other than Chris Paul and LeBron James. And I'm speaking about Rondo to average six or more assists every year hmm. I'm, I'm not I don't know after after how much I saw that that team buys into Rondo especially from the core of Drew Holiday Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins I'm not ready to jump yeah. that ship yet I'm that's no hate on Jameer Nelson that's I real no that's in. real yeah I, I hope he comes in I hope he gives us the numbers that he gave uh Finch in Denver and I, I mean I mean we need it right now if he comes in and produces like a we're going to expect him to, you know, we might look back on this and say, okay, great move. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to uh, put a put a thumb on that when we haven't seen him play yet. And hopefully we'll be able to see a little bit of that tonight against uh, a rookie guard and Lonzo Ball and some uh, hopefully should be a win. So we'll uh, we'll see what he can do. I, like I said earlier, he's only probably had maybe a shoot around and a, a little bit of time with the team by the time uh, tip off comes. But uh, we'll find out. You always look forward to these headlines that Deadspin has around surrounding certain events, and their uh, their headline for the Jameer Nelson Jordan Crawford situation, I guess, is the Pelicans are shuffling the saddest deck in the universe. Which you know, I that kind of gets to my point. Maybe not the saddest in the universe, obviously, but either way, whether you play Jameer Nelson or Drew Holiday. And I generally do think that they are better than average point guards even now, um, late in their careers. But both of those guys are just kind of meh. Um, you know, I I I am surprised by the the way in which they're getting rid of Jordan Crawford. I actually am kind of of the of the conspiracy theorist idea that they are going to sign him again, which you hinted at earlier. Um, that would be very interesting if that did. Also, I wanted to make a quick note about Nelson and Rondo. They have a connection because Rondo, when he was traded from Boston to Dallas, in that trade was Jameer Nelson. He had signed with Boston, um, and then he was in Dallas. Um, speaking of speaking of what you said about uh, Crawford. One thing, and you know, I don't look too much into this, and it might have just been a, a ploy. But did you see um, Jordan Crawford's tweet yesterday after this happened? No. He said he had ordered um, 
some misplaced checks Air Force One highs this morning and had them sent to Nolans, as he uh, said in the tweet, and he put the uh, hand over your face emoji on it. So apparently he ordered what I see as almost $600 sneakers, sent them to New Orleans, and he didn't seem... uh, he didn't seem too pleased with that, so I don't know. You know, I would assume that if you wave someone and you plan to sign them, you know, two days later. Pass along the shipment. Yeah. But uh, you go ahead and let them know about it. But um, I hope we find out soon. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, like I said, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, to, sense to me if that happens. We just take an extra cap hit unless it came to Jordan Crawford itching for a, a restructuring of his contract and, and they can just make it work because we're pressing up against that hard cap. Um, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not too deep and, and, and knowledgeable on how the money you, works, but I don't know if you can do that if you wave a guy though. Yeah, I don't, I, I have, I honestly, your, are we talking about bird rights? <laughs> the name of our, the very name of our wonderful SB nation blog, which everyone should follow and read. Trevor, come on. That was good marketing synergy. That was good. That was it took me a second to catch on, but that was that was good. Um, you know, like like I was just saying, I don't know enough about the money. All I know is that if we re-sign him, we're going to owe him the money that we owe him now, which is $250,000, and we're going to owe him the new contract. So it's just it's just extra at that point, and even if we go somewhere else, we're still going to owe Crawford his money and the new contract and Nelson's money. So um it's just kind of it's kind of a an array of different places that we can go and ideas and you i think you have to understand the money a little bit more and i know that they do and i, I they must have something in mind with this move that makes sense and and, and makes the makes the roster and the, and the cap work yeah uh anything else about this trade um after that i'm going to ask you about our game tonight in which we play the lakers uh i have a question for you travis it give me uh Give me an ideal stat line if Jameer Nelson plays tonight. How many how many minutes do you think he'll play? Do you think he'll start? What do you think he gives us? I don't think he would start tonight. I agree. Um, I think in the future he would, obviously, until Rondo comes back. So tonight, I mean, I think maybe they just t- kick the tires. Um, maybe about... 12, 16 minutes. I mean, you do have to give him some run. It's not like you can just play the guy four minutes and see what he's got. Um, so they'll just kick the tires on him. I, I think he can keep the ball moving, which it seems like this team plays best when, I mean, every team plays best. When you're kicking a bunch of passes around, you know, on multiple swings around the three-point line, getting it inside for layups and stuff. So I, um, I'll say like 12, 16 minutes. I think maybe he'll have a couple of assists, maybe a steal. Okay, we'll roll with it. Let's hit. Let's hit on the Lakers. Uh, what do you like about their young guys? What don't you like about their young guys? We don't even need to mention Lonzo Ball as of now because he's. I mean, he did just have twenty nine, like twenty nine, and almost a triple double. But he's obviously so new. But what do you think about their other guys like Ingram and and Julius Randle? They still have Clarkson. Uh, they got rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell this summer. Um, I don't know if it has to do with um, Lonzo Ball's presence as far as um, you know his passing ability and, and, and what he gives there, but Brandon Ing- I, we know that Ingram is a, is a scorer, but that seems like that's all he's trying to do right now. So you're not getting a lot out of him with his size as far as rebounds, and, and he's 
he's not really moving the ball when it comes to him. He's looking to score, which is fine when he scores 25 points like he did against the Phoenix Suns. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Kyle Kuzma looked great in preseason. He's played solid minutes. Uh, yeah, had, Kuzma. Yeah, he played like – I mean, he was he was possibly, if you looked at MVP of the preseason, you could have made an argument for him. Um, honestly, if you go back and look at those stat lines, um, he was up there in, in points per game and all that. I know it's just the preseason, but, I mean, uh, for a rookie, I don't know where he was selected in the draft, but he played – 28, like 28 minutes against the Suns, and he had something like 15 points and three rebounds, maybe three assists, something close to that. And so uh, they've got a young four there. And they, I think what the Lakers are hoping is that their young core can play well enough this season to you know They're going to attract a star in free agency regardless. It's just how many and what caliber. So um, I think that's what they're trying to do with those young guys. And I think so far – they're doing what you uh, high, they're playing better than you would expect and i think they'll they'll probably even out but they'll look like they flow a little bit bit better and they'll look like they're playing a little bit better better once we hit midseason so um i'm going to i think they're doing well i don't i hopefully they don't do well tonight and we give them some problems and we'll see um what Drew Holiday can do defensively and and offensively and take advantage of uh some young players so um we'll see I think Cousins is one of those guys that might have a big game tonight. Um, he wants to come out and, you know, dominate whatever youngster is going to be down there. Um, oh, wait, wait, they wait, wait. Have, They've got Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I was about to say Brooke Lopez is going to be down there. So yeah, he's gonna be on interesting. Somebody. Yeah. Now, the thing with the other side, which is um, Julius Randle, he lacks a little bit of size compared to an AD or a DeMarcus Cousins. So I think that's where the beast will lie tonight. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's right. I forgot they signed a uh, one of the Lopez brothers. Yep. So, um, okay, and then we're gonna go out on this last thing. As always, we got a big picture. Um, given the Bucks games that we've seen so far this year, he had an incredible game last night. He had forty four uh, in a close win where he had the game winning block uh, against Portland. Who's better in three years, Giannis or AD? Because we're still looking at those guys' primes. Giannis at that point is going to be, I think, 25. And AD is going to be, what, 28 at that point? Is he 25 right now? Somewhere around there. I think I honestly think it's too close to call. I think I'm just going to have to go Anthony Davis because I think he's uh, a more sound player right now. So I think that he'll grow on that. and that He'll be I 27 think in three years. I think if you talk about, you know, if we were to compare looking forward Anthony Davis at what he'll be at 27 and what Giannis could be at 27, I would definitely take Giannis. I think uh, right now he's looking – I didn't say this in the podcast where we discussed it, and I should have, and I've had this thought, and I don't think it's a hot take. Uh, Giannis could be a dark horse for the MVP. We could look back at the end of the season. We gave him a pass last year, and he got most improved player, but I think he's the only player to ever – finish in the top 20 of almost every statistical category. Um, we could look back at the end of the season and, and, and see him somewhere in the MVP voting. Um, but I think that quite, that's really close, Travis. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think I mentioned this on, a, on an earlier podcast because I do 
bring up Giannis, it seems like every other time I'm on one of these things, but um, it seems like I just prefer his type of game in that he's more of a dribbler and playmaker. And so I think he's going to be more likely to be better because uh, he's got just that extra skill that AD at this point, you know, he's obviously still learning <laughs> and he's getting better at it even this year. But I don't think he's the dribbler and playmaker that uh, Giannis is, and I don't think he ever will be. And so that, to me, that gives Giannis a higher, I guess, ceiling, maybe. So I'd take Giannis, but, you know, by a hair, because AD has been really, really great. And as I mentioned, he's still getting better. I think maybe if uh, if we were in the Eastern Conference, we might, you know, you know that doesn't change anything as far as the player goes. Right. But as far as you're looking at the Bucks, yeah, it makes a difference because they might finish like third or fourth in the East this year, and then you and then you really look at him as an MVP candidate. And that's my point. Yeah, you you look at him and you say, you know, if they finish top three, you you'll probably be able to make a strong case for that's, him. And you know, so my my guesses before the year, I remember when we were talking about who we thought was going to win MVP. And for those of you who didn't listen to that one, we had burning hot takes of LeBron and Kevin Durant. But I did mention, I did mention Giannis and then also John Wall because he's in kind of in the same situation. He's just been great uh, from what I've I've seen in about one game, I think. <laughs> so I mean, it's obviously too early, but he's another one of those guys who is in the East. Maybe the Wizards finish third in the East. And he's going to have an incredible year if that happens. Um, and so he might win MVP. Again, in part due to because he's in the East. Yes, I, I definitely agree. It's going to be hard for someone from the West to win MVP this year. Yeah, Durant might do it, though. He had seven blocks. So. He doesn't have a shot, Travis. Man. He doesn't have a chance. All right, so we're going to get off the air now. Uh, thanks for listening. You can read our stuff on the bird rights. Uh, Trevor, anything else? You got to subscribe. You got to share the gospel, whether you yeah, like it or not. Stars. You have to. Uh, you have to rate us. You know, give us give us the five stars. We need them. Yep. All right, so we're leaving Lakers tonight. We'll talk to you later. Go Pels. Thanks again, Pelicans fans. Again, you are listening to the Bird Rights on Nothing But Net Network here on Dash Radio. Find all of our podcasts on iTunes by searching the Bird Rights colon NBA podcast. That's right, W-R-I-T-E-S. And find our source material at thebirdrights.com. Thanks for listening. can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents uh, yet another voicemail from your roommate. Hi! So, about the kitchen. Turns out, when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. (laughs) Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance.
The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.